Hello, and welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment to hit the follow button. Also, give us a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy today's episode. All right. Hello, listeners. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Lisa. And today is an exciting day as we've officially been recognized by DomesticShelters.org for the second year in a row. We have been awarded the Purple Ribbon Award for Outstanding Awareness Event or Campaign for our work here on the pod for our One Conversation campaign at Live Violence Free. And I just wanted to shout out that special kudos to the team. Today, we have a really exciting guest here on the show. She is a passionate Tahoe local who's been involved at several community nonprofits and alliances. She is an, a Live Violence Free alumni, having served as our interim ED, and is now on our board of directors of our agency. She is also the mayor of South Lake Tahoe. So let's go ahead and welcome Christy Cregan. Hi, thanks so much, Colin and Lisa, for inviting me today. I'm really excited to talk to you about all of my things, but I do want to say that I am not any longer on the board of Live Violence Free. Oh, well, we are sad to have you gone from the board because you were such a champion. Um, but we appreciate all the work you've done on our board for several years. I mean, how long were you on the board of Live Violence Free? Um, I was on the board of Live Violence Free for about 12 years. I left the board in August of 2022. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit more later. But I I want to just say that part of my leaving was because there were so many talented, committed, passionate people who wanted to join that it didn't feel right to me to hog the spot that I enjoyed for so long, that it really was time for new people to get to participate in the agency and, and move it forward with their visions. So while I've been sad to to not be as connected to Live Violence Free as I always was. I love the direction that the organization is going, and I feel really proud that you just called me an alumni. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're forever and always. And again, you were such a huge part of the agency. And fun fact, before we get started in your questions, I actually remember the first day I ever met you. And it was my, I think my second day of work. Um, and I remember I had just gone on live TV. That was like the first thing I did for Live, live Violence Free was go on Tahoe TV. So cool. I was talking about um, a self-defense class that we had coming up. And I remember I got back to the agency and I had no idea who you were. And I walked in and you were there with our director at the time. And you said, hey, you did a great job on Tahoe TV today. And not even knowing who you were and sometimes just being like a little bit to myself and not not kind of knowing the place, um, I said, oh my gosh, I was so nervous. I thought I was going to throw up and you just started laughing. And then afterwards, I found out that you were like on the board of directors. And I was like, oh my God, I just told her that. Like, why would I, why would I have said that to her? But the way you took it and, and realizing who you were afterwards, I was like, she is so cool. And so down to earth, the fact that she just kind of laughed that with me, you know, it wasn't this, I, it, there was no uncomfortable feeling like I had stepped out of line, right in front of somebody that was in that high of a position. So I'll just I'll never forget that because you were just, yeah, so organic and authentic. And I just, yeah, appreciated that moment. And I thought that was funny, because I always get myself in situations like that, where I say things <laughs> that afterwards, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're just a wonderful person. You do so much for the Tahoe community. So we're so excited to have you here and just chat with you today. And we're going to start off with some fun questions. And we purposefully do not send these out because we like keeping our guests on our toes. 
So my first fun question for you, if you could teleport anywhere in the world right now, where would you go and why? Thank you for telling that cute story about when we met too, by the way. <laughs> it's so funny that you ask me this. I literally think about teleporting all the time. So I have my answer <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely ready. Love it. Um, I, between college and law school, I lived in New Orleans and I miss New Orleans a lot. It really it was an important part of my life is my young 20s. Um, and so mostly I think about teleporting to New Orleans, sometimes a particular place, but usually just the French Quarter where I lived to get back to that vibe, not only of the person that I was at that time, but just, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's just no. such a great city. It has so much interesting, interesting history and life to it. Mm -hmm. And the times that I'm not teleporting to New Orleans, I'm teleporting to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Disneyland. <laughs> I, I love, love I can tell that you've been thinking about that because both of those were so specific. Um, and no, New Orleans is actually a bucket list destination for me because it seems like, yeah, the energy, the food, just everything about it is just, yeah, just the vibe seems amazing. So love those answers. They're, they're my, well, and then I just realized, as I said them, that the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is in the, the New Orleans area of Disneyland, if that tells you how much I really love New ah, Orleans. I yeah. thought so. I was going to say that. I was like, those are eerily similar. <laughs> those two vibes. Christy um, has a theme is what we're getting at already. <laughs> I love them both. I love New Orleans so much. Yeah. Um, and totally resonate with that, you know, wishing you could teleport back to your young 20s feeling. I definitely mm -hmm. know what that's like. <laughs> Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, moving on to the next uh, fun question. We know that you are an avid reader. Um, we wanted to ask, who's your favorite author? Or what are you reading right now? That's another really good question. I am a super avid reader. Um, I... Um, I just started a book that I decided not to finish. It was uh, the, called The Singularities by John Banville. And um, something that I always let myself do when I'm reading is if it's not the vibe for me right now, it's not the vibe. Um, so I stopped reading it. I got it from the library. Uh, my favorite novel right now, well, it's been for about the past eight years, is called City of Bohan. It's by Kevin Barry, who is a, um, an Irish writer. And I've read it five times. I was reading it again recently. And it's, you know, when you read books that many times, you can kind of go, you skip around a little bit and skim some right. parts. Um, I love this novel so much that when we were in Ireland in 2017, I thought about, he's very private, so he's not on social media or anything at all. He's about my age. I thought about um, showing up at his house and he lives in a lighthouse and thought about showing up there and being like, Hey, I think we have a lot we could really discuss, but it was a little bit out of the way. And I was with my family, so I didn't do it, but that is how much oh. I love the novel. He, um, he makes up a lot of his own words. He really ha is interesting, uh, linguistically. And that's one of the things I love about it. Interesting. You should have went to the lighthouse. I think that would have been a really great story to tell, you know, just <laughs> knocking on the door, just a cold knock and having some tea and lunch and just having a conversation. Um, but good to know. Um, and actually, I can always link those books down below. So if anyone's curious about uh, reading either of those books, now that you've heard a little bit about them, I'll link those down below so listeners out there can find them. So my next question I've actually never asked any of our guests this. And when I thought about it, I was like, I love this question. But Christy, if a movie was made about your life, who would you want to play you? 
you and I are on the same vibe here, you guys, because yeah. that's something else <laughs> that my family always talks about. Because first I'll tell you who would play my husband. It's Dana Carvey, that actor okay. who used to be on Five. He yeah. would be hard. Um, and who would be me, I think, is the actress Helen Hunt. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect for you. Yes. God, yeah, we we are on the same vibe here. It's like every question you're like, oh, I think about this all the time. I love that so much. I, I, I feel like I think about that all the time, too. So here's another one in the same vein. If you could have lunch with anyone throughout history, fictional, non-fictional, who would you have lunch with and why? That's funny. That's one I don't think about very often, despite the fact that uh, in the New York Times Sunday book review, that's one of the questions that an author is asked every single time as you're putting together a literary lunch. Who are your three people that you invite? Um, I would probably, I would, I can't think of who it would be off the top of my head. Probably an author. Um, well, Kevin Barry, I should have shown up at the lighthouse and, and had lunch with him. <laughs> you almost did have lunch with him. So perfect <laughs> answer. <laughs> Um, I think that probably a literary, probably an author, but a literary figure maybe too. Um, his, the characters in that book are um, Irish gangsters. And I would say that the, so, so we'll go with uh, the main character in City of Bohan. One of them, the woman, his name is um, Maku, and she's about my age and she's had a really interesting life. Um, and I will say her. Love it. And very on brand for your, with your avid reading. So that makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for answering those fun questions. And now kind of diving into more of our, quote, serious ones here. You've lived in South Lake Tahoe for a very long time now. You've been there since 1997. I want to ask you, what brought you to Tahoe? And before you answer, I want to share a very interesting fact. Um, just reading about you and doing the research for the episode, I read that your husband, Bernard, actually graduated from Keystone College here in Pennsylvania, which is the same college that I went to. And I saw that and I was like, what a weird, small world it is. Um, Yeah, just wanted to share that because I thought that was so funny and so interesting. Um, But yeah, so what what brought you to Tahoe originally? Um, uh, I was living, so I went to law school in Portland, uh, to Lewis and Clark Law School. And I grew up in the Bay Area and I really wanted, I have an environmental law certificate um, and I wanted to work in, um, for an environmental nonprofit. And I love Portland, Oregon so much. I Mm -hmm. uh, lived there for another year after school, but I just couldn't find a job I liked because everybody loves Portland. I interviewed for a job here in Tahoe with a new organization at that time called the Sierra Nevada Alliance. And it had just been formed and there was only one employee and that was the executive director who was Laurel Ames. Um, And I got the job. And so I moved to South Lake Tahoe where it turned out I had never been because growing up in the Bay Area, my family always came to North Shore. So I thought, Mm. oh, I know what, I know what Lake Tahoe, I know what it's like to live there. And I got here and I thought, I don't know what it's like to live here. Wow. (laughs) Very different than I thought it was going to be. Um, (laughs) yeah, right. I mean, I think that everybody has that experience. Most people have that experience. Um, and so for me, it was, it was, I was, let's see, I was 28. I was a lawyer. 
and I, and, and I didn't, there wasn't a very big peer community at that time. It's really different now. There's a lot as you are both, you know, the testaments to, there's a, a nice young professional community here. And there really wasn't much of one when I moved here. And so I loved my job. The Sierra Nevada Alliance um, has, is obviously still around now. The executive director is Jenny Hatch and is, um, has made a really big impact throughout the Sierra for um, environmental conservation and collaborative work. And that's what I really liked about it was the organization's focus on collaboration um, with other organizations to best effect impactful environmental conservation throughout the Sierra. And I loved that focus. My, um, my main program that I worked on was a working landscapes program in which Ooh. I worked with the ranching community in the foothills. And one of my biggest accomplishments, my personal biggest accomplishment, was in that program to invite ranchers to come to our environmental um, conference. And cool. they came and it was really awesome because it was, you know, uh, these are two groups that are typically not, especially then in, you know, 2000, were really not considered to be partners and have the same goals, right. but they see that, that we really did have the same goal, which was the preservation of working landscapes. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I was so pleased and proud to be a part of that for the Sierra Nevada Alliance and anyway, that is how I came to South Lake Tahoe. Love it. And that's really cool. I think just knowing, you know, to pull in ranchers, because yeah, again, you do, you all have the same goal. And I think that's a fascinating thing to think about, because I think a lot of the time at Live Islands Free, right, trying to get community partnerships and trying to, you know, set things up with other local businesses, you, no matter what that other business is, it's easy to kind of come back to, we all have the same goal, right? You're here in the community yes. to do good or to serve the people or, you know, provide for the community. And it's like, we're doing that too. Maybe the messaging's different or maybe, you know, the mission statement's different, but we're all aligned here on that same goal. So I think it's really cool um, to hear that work that you guys did and, you know, everything with conservation. I There's a, a special place in my heart for, especially in the Tahoe area, because it's so beautiful there. So love that. And the rest is history. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Here I still am 20. It, I moved here in um, August of 97, so 26 years later. Wow. Amazing. Impressive. Let's hope I make it that long. Um. <laughs> <laughs> With all that snow, you're like, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a vibe for sure. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not for everyone. It is just because you think you know what NorCal is, right? I was making a lot of trips up to Placerville for some of my family. Um, and <laughs> Tahoe is just so different. Um, mm -hmm. But it also something so special about it. Like, I think that was the ultimate decision maker is I love the community here to do community focused work in this community that cares so much about its community is so rewarding. And I think it's, I see that consistently with, you know, like you said, all these partnerships that we're seeking out and um, it's just, it's a great community. So yeah, well, glad, happy 26 year, Christy. <laughs> yes. um, I guess leading into the next question. So you said you moved here in August of 97. And you touched on this a little bit, but um, some of the biggest differences between, you know, Tahoe in 97 and Tahoe now, um, what are some of the biggest things that really stand out to you? Um, when I moved here, it was pre, it was really kind of pre-internet dominance, I would say. So it was a much more robust business community in the sense that 
you couldn't buy shoes online, you had to buy them here. So there were, mm. there was just a bigger retail environment. There were two bookstores um, that you could buy a tennis racket here. You could buy shoes. Uh, you know, it's obviously you can still do some of those things now, but there was not the focus on, oh, I'll drive to Carson or, oh, I'll get it from right. Amazon. Um, you really had to rely on the businesses that were here. And, you know, from a sense of place perspective, it was much stronger. Um, mm. Now we have a few small stores, you know, Wildwood and Guylicious and Milena Boutique and, and, you know, smaller things. But the way it looks to me right now is it's very easy to buy a Patagonia jacket because the, the retail environment gets to be more focused on tourists. You know, mm -hmm. I don't need five Patagonia jackets. I just, I just have my one. So, um, so that is, a, is something really noticeable to me. And has has just changed changes the focus of our community, I think, in a in a way that's negative. Um, and at the same time, you know, especially in a winter like we've just had, seeing how seeing businesses suffer because they do need yeah. they need more more travel, they need more more you know foot traffic, I guess. Um, so the, I think that that's something that I see that's changed that has changed our community as a whole. Yeah. I remember still living there and the pain of if you want to go shopping, you got to drive down to Carson City, right? You got to go up and down that mountain pass. And I'm thinking like, man, that would have been so nice to be kind of back in that era, right? Where there's all these different shops and all of this, you know, just shop local that you could have done. Because again, there are great stores there. Um, I love Guyalicious, by the way. I very much miss going <laughs> into Guyalicious and just like the smell of that store is amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, how much easier my life would have been if I did not have to drive all the way down to Carson City or like the hour away to Reno like that sounds like a complete dream it's exactly you took the words right out of my mouth it's exactly what I was going to say as someone who's moved here you know officially a year ago in April um moving here from LA and being like you know being told consistently that everything I need is in Reno or Carson City and that I mm -hmm. just can't get it here and that you know really uh facing Tahoe time head on, you know, <laughs> with some of these people making up their own hours to enjoy the beautiful mm -hmm. nature of Tahoe. Um, but you know, I, there's, there's beauty in it, you know? Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I talk with a lot of my friends in the pride group about, you know, what the top, the Tahoe before and the Tahoe now, and, you know, growing up in the nineties and, you know, we always play this game of what, what everything used to be, you know, it's, it's, it's yep. <laughs> with the, the real estate in Tahoe. <laughs> I feel yep. like that's, that's, I feel like the most notable where they're like, oh, it was the old, uh, the old peanut bar or, you know, every, everyone has their own, uh, kind mm -hmm. of story. Um, but I love that about it. And, it. and it's funny, you know, obviously with fresh eyes as, as kind of an outsider, it is very fascinating to me to inherit this kind of like waves of Tahoe history, um, to look out from where we are now. Well, and. And uh, it's something that I think about, I totally agree with you, is that everybody thinks of whatever the building was, they call it that when they, so like Caro's is the, is the, you know, the empty restaurant next to Motel 6, that was Caro's when I moved here. Um, and so I have some old newspapers from the 1970s. And so even, you know, compared to now, compared to when I moved here, compared to the 70s, even more robust retail and just community community sense of community supporting itself that way um right. from 
from then even. So like, every, you know, the Tahoe now, the Tahoe then, the Tahoe then then, <laughs> you know, going all the way back to see the different iterations of it. And, you know, that's something that I think about often is Live Violence Free's 40th anniversary that we had at the top of Jimmy's at the landing when the founders yep. came. That was so impactful because they um, talked about their Tahoe was almost no one stayed year round. And so the community in the winter right. was really, really small. And that was when the women banded together because they had to. Yeah. Yeah. We did actually a great episode with Leanne Wagner, who was one of the original founders um, and had a really interesting conversation with her about, you know, just the whole kind of origin story of LVF. And it was so cool to be able to learn about that and just hear about, you know, what that was like and, and what creating an agency like this was like at that time. Um, and I'll also just remember when I first started working there, the amount of people that would tell me that like, oh, LVF, yeah, that's the old church, right? Kind of going back to like, we're always naming the building it used to be. <laughs> I heard that so many times that we were, you know, used to be the old church. And, you know, so it's just, yeah, it's funny to think about um, how much change has happened. Um, and, and with all that, you know, we know there's so many incredible things about Tahoe, and it's evolving in, in so many different ways. And this is going to be maybe like a hard question, because there's so many incredible things about the area. But what is your favorite thing about living in South Lake Tahoe? Actually, it's not hard at all. And you both alluded to it earlier. It's the community. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's it's beautiful here. Um, so the natural beauty and the I'm a big bird watcher. So the birds. Um, but it's the it's the community. It I I moved a lot when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. um, just my family moved a lot, so I didn't have that sense of being in one place for a long time of really knowing my neighbors of having a lot of families that my own family was close to. Um, and that's, it's, you know, that was just the way it worked for my, my birth family, my original family. Um, and, but being able to give, so my daughters are 15 and 18 and being able to give them a, really a lifelong link to a place and its people has been really important to Bernard and to me. Um, and I feel so fortunate that we've been able to really create that here. And um, an example that I will give, I'm sure that everybody has this kind of example, but um, Bernard once received a letter that said, Bernard Cregan, South Lake Tahoe, California. And our, you know, it was sorted at the post office and our mail carrier delivered it to our house. And it was from, it was from some people in Ireland who were thinking that they were his relative. Um, oh, and I wow. just love so cool. that kind of thing. Be yeah, because it's like, well, of course people, I mean, he has an unusual name. So a lot of people remember that, but ha you know, having that sense of community where people are like, Oh, I think I might know him. Oh, wait, do you know him? Right. Um, and then another kind of dorky example is also um, our mail carrier. Um, so we are partners in owning an office building and during COVID no one, you know, it was, people were not there. Um, and so our mail carrier had toilet paper, a hot commodity during COVID to deliver. And so rather than leaving it outside at the building, he brought it to our house, which I thought Aww. was so, so cute because yeah. he knew deal. He knew who we were and where we lived and he brought it over. Um, so despite the fact that those are both mail carrier examples, um, <laughs> you know, there's lots of other ones. And, I, you know, for both of you, too, that are about connecting with your community and being able to rely on your your neighbors and your friends in your community and know that 
they know they can rely on you too. And that is my favorite thing about South Lake Tahoe. Yeah, no, it is such an awesome sense of community. And as big as the town, I think, can feel, especially when there are, you know, that influx of tourists on the weekends and holidays and ski season, just such an incredible small town feel to it um, that I think you spoke to beautifully, right, with like your mail carrier, even if the address isn't down there, he's like, oh, I know which house that is, I know them. Um, and yeah, there's there's something really really wonderful about that. And I think, you know, a lot of places in the country, you know, especially big cities, like it's, it may be awesome in its own way, but that lacks, right? That community sense of feeling really does lack in those spaces. And it's something that, yeah, South Lake Tahoe natives and, you know, people that live in South Lake Tahoe are so lucky to have because it is pretty rare. I th- I think it is. And, and the other thing, you know, kind of the flip side of it is because you are not anonymous, you are always accountable. If I am rude, you know, if I cut somebody off in my car, I'm going to see that person later at the supermarket, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. remember me. Um, oh, so, yes. <laughs> so I like to think that it, it forces us to, to be conscious of ourselves in the public because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do see the people. They do say, oh, that was Tessa's mom. She was very rude. Um, you right. just... You just can't do that because in this community, you know, your reputation is everything. Your word is everything. Mm-hmm. Fun story. I actually will never, ever forget, um, you know, because, of course, you know, because I had actually both your daughters in class when I was teaching there. Yeah. I walked into my ninth grade classroom one morning and, you know, hello, everybody. And it was like they were already like the students were like huddled together, already discussing something as I'm walking in. They turned, they're like, we saw you on a date at Sprouts last night. And of course, like they all were like asking me questions. They're like, well, what did he look like? And then the people that saw me were like, oh, he looked like this. And we're just and if I had no idea, you know, that I was like spotted or, you know, kind of being watched in that way. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, oh, God, I thought about all the times I went to the supermarket with no makeup on. And I looked like, you know, like I just rolled out of bed because I probably did. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, I can't, <laughs> like I can't be doing that stuff anymore because these kids have eyes everywhere. Um, but yeah, no, I, I remember that feeling very well of like you're always being watched, which is like a good thing and a bad thing. Like you said, you know, there's a lot of accountability in that and just the way that you show up and, you know, represent yourself or represent who you're working for. It was definitely um, a big energy around that for sure. Yes, yeah, I totally relate to that. Um, stepping into that. I feel, especially coming from LA and New York right previous to this is like turning 30 and kind of like craving that smaller step towards community. But of course, like settling into that, you know, it wasn't until I fully kind of like plugged myself into the community in all these ways through the pride group, the yacht club, live on three to then really, you know, then I was plugged, then I was hooked in and people were like, Oh, you're a local, you know, it's like until you kind of establish yourself in the community. Um, I feel like you're still perceived as a tourist in a lot of ways. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm but once you know, I've been accepted, I feel like the hazing is over. So I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> to be part of this community. Um, but uh, so going into my next question, um, Christy, you were a, a longtime board member for LBF, um, as we've established, uh, what inspired you to become initially involved with our agency and um, how many years exactly were you involved? Um, so I was a board member, I believe, for from 2009 to 2022. And um, my background is in environmental conservation and nonprofits. And that's my education. After I became a parent, 
I really wanted to shift my focus um, of my volunteer efforts to things having to do with children and families. Um, my family was involved with Tahoe Parents Nursery School, and both of my daughters went there. Um, and as you know, Aileen Uray was a teacher at Tahoe Parents Nursery School and a very longtime board member of LVF, 23 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, really, really respect Aileen. Oh, yeah. And, and I knew that she was a board member. And so when I was had a little bit more time as a kind of a new mom, I think Tessa was two. And I thought, okay, I'm going to send Aileen an email and say, if there's ever a spot on the Live Violence Free board, I would be very interested. And, you know, please think of me. And so I send this email. And later that afternoon, she sends me one back that says, I cannot believe you emailed me today. Um, were your ears burning? Because at the board meeting, we were talking about you because we really want, we really like having an attorney on the board. And Kathy DiCamillo just left the board last week. So um, another board member and I were talking about it. So it couldn't be more serendipitous that you've sent this email today and, and please, please come to our next meeting. Um, So that was perfect timing. And it really just went on from there. And I live violence free has been my favorite board of directors ever to be on because the mission is so compelling to the board members that everyone is there for exactly the right reason. There's no, in my experience, there's no one there who was about being self-aggrandizing or being self-promoting. It was just, we are behind the mission. We want this organization to succeed. We want our community to succeed and we want to help our most vulnerable members. Everyone on the board was so respectful of each other's time too. That's something else that, you know, I mean, in all, in every area of our life, right? There's people who have different ways of managing their time, but Mm -hmm. my experience on the board was everyone was respectful of each other, of each other's time, wanted to be the most impactful and effective they could be for the organization. And it was just a really good experience in every way. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. And the board does so much. Like I will never, ever forget gala season. Right. And and for listeners out there that might not, you know, know what we're talking about when we say that the gala is something that Live Violence Free would do every single year to raise very vital funds for the agency. And this was a huge production, right? Either a gathering with food and music and, you know, just these huge events. And the board was so integral to making that happen. Like I will never forget the board members reaching out and like, oh, can we pick up auction items and the stuff that everyone would come together and find these incredible donations for our silent auction and, you know, help with the setup. Like it was, it was just really awesome to see all of you really just rally and work your butts off for lack of a better term, right alongside of us as we're getting everything set. And so, yeah, no, um, the board, I think it is amazing. And I think it really speaks to how strong our agency is it's it's because of that trickle down right all the way from the top from our director our supervisors and the board itself that really just impacts the work that everyone does at the agency so yeah i just want to say thank you again for all of the years that you spent on the board you were amazing and you did so much to uh yeah help drive our efforts even further well like i said i i loved being on the board and i loved being the president um Two, I felt like, and this will lead into my our, my mayor notes later, but, you know, 
at every level that you take kind of moving moving up in an organization is a little bit more responsibility, a little bit more of a requirement to lead. Um, and that's a bigger responsibility each time that I remember. Um, so the way that I became the president, Lisa, I don't know if you remember this, was Jane Flavin was the president mm -hmm. of the board. And then, and then the board hired Jane right. very appropriately and fantastically to great yes. ends to yes. be the executive director. And that meeting happened. So I'm at home. That meeting happened here at my house. And so the board was here and we said, oh, Jane, we're so happy that you're going to take this offer and move to be the director. And I was mm -hmm. at that time the vice president. And then so Aileen turned to me and said, okay, well, now I guess it's your turn to be the president. And I thought, oh my gosh, can I do it? Do I think I can do it? It seems like <laughs> a lot. I don't know. Do I have, you know, do I have what it takes to, mm -hmm. um, to lead an organization? And then she said, oh, you so do. And then she left and then yep. she texted me got home and said, you so do. And I, I feel so happy that I, I, I don't like to talk in cliches really, but it's too perfect to the, you know, to move out of my comfort zone and really right. say, yes, I'm going to challenge myself this way. I think I can do it. Um, because I have the support of so many people behind me. So I think that that's something else to, to think about when you're a leader, you're only a leader if you have good people around you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, your legacy absolutely lives on. We have such an enthusiastic board right now. Um, we are in the thick of planning our big annual event. We are no longer calling it the gala, um, but we will be putting on a, a large fundraiser, which I can't wait to get the board involved with. And they've been such a wealth of ideas and mm -hmm. just community connections. Um, so, you know, yeah, re really, really pleased with the board right now and, and thankful for their support um, because they have been so enthusiastic and supportive. So I have to think that is in some part due to your legacy as well. So thank you. Oh, well, well, thank you. I mean, there, you know, that is definitely the best thing about a community that has an organization like this. It's that community right. members who are super passionate about it come and they move through and then they make room for new people with passionate ideas mm -hmm. and commitment. And I'm so happy to hear you have that now. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I have a two-part question for you this time. We've kind of touched on this throughout throughout the pod. Something I feel like our listeners would really want to hear from you is, you know, how do you find the balance between your roles as um, your roles in family and career, right? As a parent, as the mayor, um, but also, you know, what does being mayor look like for you? And could you walk us through a day in the life of as the mayor? You know, I just I know that you know you you mothering and being a parent is so you know crucial to your LVF involvement so I feel like that piece is so so part of your story it, that was very well put Colin um the saying at Tahoe Parents Nursery School is family first so that all these years later is the lens that I that I see things through um I wouldn't be able to be a successful volunteer or at, at any level, if I didn't have the support of my family. So it's my obligation to them first to be there, to be there for them. Um, you know, having said that, I, I'd sort of always thought about, uh, running for city council and I waited until my daughters were older. And then really when I decided, I think this might be the time to go for it. I checked in with my family and said, what do you guys think about this? Do you think it's the right time? Will it be comfortable for you? And everybody said yes. 
I, I think that this is the right time. And they were excited. And so that was, um, that was great. And so, you know, serendipity again, it just really all came together. Being, so being on city council is basically a, an extension of the volunteering and community commitment that I've always had. And it's true for everyone um, on council, I would say, who's really involved in our community at lots of different levels and in lots of different ways. And um, being on city council and now being the mayor really broadens those areas. And so whereas before I was always kind of in family areas, uh, LVF and with children, you know, really participated in my daughter's schools. Um, in fact, Lisa, I remember coming and seeing you once. I think it was mm -hmm. when you um, was there and just wanted to see how you did. And it was so awesome to see you there and interacting with the kids. So, oh, so just... You. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so this is really just more of the same, a little bit broader and a little bit deeper. Makes sense. Perfect. It, it's inspiring to me, you know, in, in, in terms of like never really thinking. I feel like growing up, not really having an interest in civic life, but I feel mm -hmm. like Tahoe with this amazing community, I'm like, this does feel like an exciting track. Like I, I'm, and I love, you know, I've met so many of the council members, uh, Scott, Robbins, uh, Cody, you, I feel like I work with so many people involved and, um, you know, all such wonderful personalities and honored to have them, have you all representing us in our civic needs. Yeah. And I never really thought about that either. Like someone again, who's not, you know, kind of had an idea of what that world looks like and what that role looks like. It makes all the sense in the world that it's very like-minded people in the sense of we're already like champions in the community and we're trying to do all the things we can, right, to help out, to volunteer, to be involved. Like, yeah, that's the perfect person you'd want, you know, kind of making decisions or, you know, being a part of that integral infrastructure of, of running the town, you know, and I think that's something good for our listeners to keep in mind as well, right? Like if you're somewhere and you love where you live and you're actively involved and you're always thinking like, what can I do? What can I be a part of? Hey, maybe um, this is like, you know, Christy's had so many universal signs pointing her in all of these perfect directions for her. Maybe this is your universal sign to get involved in city council, right? And go on that kind of a trajectory for yourself. So Thank you so much. Um, that was definitely very eye-opening for, for me, and I can imagine some listeners as well. And to piggyback off of that, what do you enjoy the most about being the mayor? Oh, man. Um, it's funny. I guess I'll answer that in two parts. What, what <laughs> I think that one of the funniest things about being the mayor is how funny it is for other people. Like, it's just hilarious for somebody, for me to call somebody and, and say, and, they, and they'll say, oh, I just got out of my other meeting by saying, the mayor is calling me. <laughs> things like, you know, things like that. Um, so I think that, it's, you know, because I am just, you know, like when you first met me, a, a very regular person. Down um, to earth, Yeah. Yeah, to, to then have people say, oh, you're, you're, you're the mayor. Um, sometimes I feel like I should be more mayorish, um, you know, but I just can't help but being myself. That's what I'm going to stick with. That's what, you know, what got me here. It's what's going to move me forward. And, um, and I don't think I could be anything other than who I truly am. But I did, um, I did write down a couple notes that I think that people would be interested in knowing because... It's, I think that being the mayor, being on city council is different than a lot of people think it is. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of three main 
um, three main aspects, I'll say, to being on city council and, and being and and being the mayor by extension. So the first one is just council meetings and and board meetings. So we have two council meetings a month that can last anywhere from three to nine hours. Um, yeah, the nine hour ones are tough. We do get to eat in in the middle, um, but but the, yeah. But there, but it gets long, and it's it's a long time to be able to focus on many different issues. So if we have a twenty three item agenda, you know there could be a couple different presentations: one on broadband, one on the renovation of the fire station, a presentation about potholes. So the issues, you know, like we were saying, the issues are broad and deep. And you really want to master them so that you feel like you can make good decisions for our community. So it's very, very focused. Um, uh, It's a very focused meeting in one in which you do not ever text or look at your phone or look or anything else. You're literally focused on the content the entire time. Um, So in addition to the council meetings, each of us sits on several community boards uh, as the city representative. So I sit on the Clean Tahoe board, the uh, Community Playfield Consortium with the Community College. I sit on the Ambulance JPA. I sit on the Solid Waste JPA. I sit on one of our local chambers. Um, I am also our representative on a county advisory board. Um, And also in all of those, I am representing the city, not my own interests, but the city's interests on those boards. Um, I love those participations because they're very collaborative. They're really hearing about what the other organizations are doing and how we as a group can make the best decisions for our community. Uh, Because there's lots lots of organizations. I mean, nonprofits, because we have so many jurisdictions, right? We have the counties, cities, these you know, JPAs, we have TRPA, we have the state. So there's just all kinds of people involved. Um, and we always, as a city, want to be sure that we are speaking for our own citizens and our own residents and not letting not letting one of the regional boards or organizations speak for us. So that's a really, that's, we talk about that at the city all the time. Okay, so that's kind of that piece. Then the second piece is, I, I call this the staying in your lane piece. Um, because we are the form of government here where uh, the five of us are elected as council members. The council members appoint the mayor, but our chief executive officer is the city manager. Because, you know, so we have the elected officials, and then we have the whole really professional, incredible city staff who, who you know, we are the, my, my colleague Tamara Wallace says it like this, the community is the why, we are the how and the staff is the what. Mm. At each level, you need to stay in your lane and really focus on what you're supposed to be doing. So the city council is developing the policies that the city staff will then implement. Right. That is a, that is a really a hard one. And, you know, Lisa, how you mentioned how we all at the, gala time, you know, I remember driving around and picking up food and dropping it off. So, you know, so I'm a really a hands-on volunteer in that way for my, the causes for which I, um, am working. So being on city council, you don't do that. 
So um, my example of this is going to a meeting at um, South Tahoe Public Utility District and talking about the uh, turf buyback program and thinking, okay, now how is how is the city, can we help implement this turf buyback program that STPUD has? And a, a couple weeks later, I emailed Shelly Thompson at STPD and I said, okay, so now where do we go with this conversation? And she said, oh, we're already doing it. We and Sarah Letton, the sustainability coordinator at the city, we're already meeting to, to work on it. You're welcome. You're welcome to join us. And I thought, oh my gosh, talk about stepping out of your lane. All I had to do was kind of, you know, talk about how this is a great policy. And then the people who actually know how to do the program, they are going ahead and doing it. Yeah. Got to be a huge change because I know how exactly how hands-on you are, how kind of get up and go and you want to be involved. So yeah, I can just imagine that's a huge change of pace, I think, working on things like that. I mean, so that has been really difficult. And I know it's been difficult for my fellow council members because you, like we were saying, you come from this place of I'm really involved in my community. And then all right. of a sudden you're, you're not involved that way. Um, so that's, that's been really hard. I was just going to say it was so impactful to see you doing that hands-on volunteer work at challenge day with me and like that opportunity to bond. It was, it was really, you know, I just feel like you're really out there in the community, really getting your hands dirty and, you know, mm -hmm. being with the students in these emotional situations. And it was, it was just so impactful to be able to like look over to my right and see you, you know, in, in a similar circle to myself working with the kids. Um, so, you know, love, love that. Um, and uh, I think it, you know, speaks volumes to your character, your volunteer work. Oh, well, thank you. And, you know, earlier when you were saying how, how you've come to the community, um, I noticed you, I don't know if you remember, I, we, we both parked and then you were walking over to, and I wasn't sure where to go. And you and I were both walking over and you stuck out to me as someone I didn't know, but was someone who was clearly coming to volunteer at this really important thing as, as I was. And so that was why I made a point to meet you. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. I, I I feel like I do really do a good job of sticking out here like a sore thumb, but I feel like it, uh, it's to my best. Most times, which is good. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you um, Well, that takes me into my next question, kind of, um, is, you know, with all this great volunteer work and opportunities of us, you know, crossing in the community, um, are there any exciting or upcoming projects that, you know, you have going on for the Tahoe community or anything you really want the listeners to you know, stay looped in on. Um, yes, actually there, there are so, I mean, this is our community and, and now with the nice weather, it's going to be every single weekend, it's going to be on, there's going to be something to do, you know, competing things to do. Um, so a couple that I wanted to be sure to let people know about are um, the Earth Day Festival is Saturday, April 22nd at the community college. And that's always a great one where, um, you know, our, our organizations, our community organizations focused on environmental conservation will all be out there with booths and with information and you can talk to professionals about how to best help our environment here. Um, something, another one that I, I want people to know about is actually a Seroptimus program that's on Wednesday, April 19th at the library that's called Advocacy 101. I think that this is so interesting because one of the things about being on council is that a lot of people want to tell us how we should be doing things. And uh, they tell us in writing and they come and tell us in 
person in public comment, and we love hearing what our community wants. However, there is a particular way in which if you want to be most effective with your comments, you can definitely come with solutions. Mm -hmm. You can come with some reasonableness. You can do that in writing or in person. Um, and that this Advocacy 101 um, session workshop is going to focus on kind of advocacy techniques to be most impactful. I mean, sometimes sometimes people just want to vent, and that's fine too. If right. that is your end goal, then that's then you're doing it right. That's your end goal. But if you're hoping for some uh, change, it's typically better to come with a different um, model. Um, so I think that that is a great one too. And then on May 17th at... Beach Retreat is a chamber-sponsored event called the State of the South Shore, which is also really good for just kind of hearing about what's happening in our community. There will be representatives from city, county, chamber, and Douglas County, I believe, just sort of talking about what's happening in their jurisdictional part of our community to really, oh, and TRPA, I'm sorry, I forgot that, to really um, give a good picture of the whole. Sounds great. I'll try to attend all of them. Sounds I know, right? Fun. They sound. I, they, I think they sound. They sound great. And and I guess the la the the last thing I'll say on that is, if people want to be involved at the municipal level, there are tons of opportunities. There are boards. There are commissions. Um, there's always, as I said, the opportunity to comment in lots of different ways. There's. I mean, I will pretty much meet with anybody who wants to meet with me to talk over things. That's. Um, the mayor pro tem Cody Bass and I in particular have, have talked about how we want people to know that they can access their city government through us, that we both believe that that is our role as community members and as city council members to be the entree into city government. And so we're very accessible to our community and really want to talk to people. That's amazing. Um, and I think that's that speaks volumes too for, you know, just that connectedness, again, going all the way back to that, the connectedness of Tahoe, right, where people feel like they can be involved and that their voice matters. And if they have issues or want to be involved in something, you know, that's welcome with open arms from you guys, right? And you're creating more opportunities for people to insert themselves right into that process and into that communication for bigger and better things in Tahoe. So love all of that. And just for the listeners out there, I'm going to just have a little bit of information or just some of those dates down in the description. So if you are interested in attending any of those awesome events she just spoke to, or, you know, getting more involved in the boards or any part of South Lake Tahoe, you can go ahead and look below and get some more information about that. But with all of that being said, and Christy, I loved this conversation. It's not quite done yet. But I think it's the perfect time that we take a small break and do what we always do and do a little meditation here at the end. So if my wonderful guest, my wonderful co-host and all the listeners out there are available to take on this meditation at this time, I encourage you just to get yourself into a comfortable position. And that could be whatever looks best for you, sitting, laying, standing, And I want you just to start relaxing your body. And we're not going to change anything just yet. We're just going to notice where we're at. 
Notice how your body is feeling. Start to notice and connect to your breath without changing it just yet. And this is going to be a simple breath awareness guided meditation. So what I want you to do is start taking what we call our meditative breath. So that's nice, deep breaths in through your nose and exhale through your mouth. And as you're going ahead with your meditative breath, I want you to start to release any unnecessary tension in your body. Allow your exhales to just sink your body a little bit deeper into whatever position you're in. Let your exhales just relax any muscles in your body that need relaxing. Start to observe the movements and sensations in your body with each breath in and out. I invite you now, and it's up to you if you choose to do this, but I invite you to put your left hand on your chest and your right hand on your belly. Connect to and feel your breath moving in through your body with the rise of your chest and then the rise of your belly. Start to feel that rhythm with your breath. your attention travel with the air passing in through your nose, in through your chest and lungs, and feeling that expansion of your chest and your belly. And just take a few deep breaths here. Feel free to drop your hands from your chest and your belly. With your next inhale, I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose and a big exhale out. And again, a big inhale, really fill your lungs all the way. And a big exhale. Last one, big inhale in, hold that breath for a count of three. And a big exhale, let it all go.
And I invite you to just go back to your normal breathing. Start to bring some awareness back into your body. Start to make little movements. You can wiggle your fingers and toes. You can take a little stretch. Float open your eyes back into the room if you've closed them. And I hope our listeners out there, my lovely guest and co-host, enjoyed that little breathwork moment there. You are incredible for that. It, it always immediately puts me at ease <laughs> that I didn't even know. <laughs> like I need to really, I love a good meditation. Know. Yeah. It's so good. It's so great. And I hope the listeners love it too. Yeah, I did. That was lovely. Yay. Good. It served its purpose then. Um, Christy, we just want to thank you again for your time today. Um, it was really such a pleasure to have you here on the pod and, and just chat with you and catch up. And before we close out, uh, is there anything, any closing statements you wanted to share with our listeners in the Tahoe community? I've had so much fun being here. Thank you both so much for chatting and talking. It's, it's so nice to see you both. And it's, it's really nice to, um, think about our community in, in, in this kind of, you know, more focused way, I guess. I think what I would say to anyone in our community is if you are feeling strong, then, then please enter a, a, you know, a leadership role. If you are feeling vulnerable, there are people here who will help you. And when those feelings that you have flip flop and you feel the other way, you know, still participate um, because we're all here for each other and we're all here together. And that's, what's going to make our community the strongest. Beautifully said. And I think such amazing words to kind of leave our listeners with. Um, and, and not only for just the Tahoe community, but I think for people outside the Tahoe community that are listening to, you know, take that same information in, right. I think that's an important message for everybody. But Christy, it has been an absolute treat. We know that you are a beyond busy woman with all the multiple roles that you have in the community and the amazing work you do. So just a huge thank you again for being here. This was such an insightful, really cool conversation to have. We appreciate you so much for all the work you do. And to our listeners out there, again, we're going to have a few things linked below, some information about some of those seminars that Christy mentioned, um, and just information about getting connected, the Tahoe community. So check that out if you're interested. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope you'll join us for our next conversation.